Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago guides you through the rocky landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started. All over the city of Toulouse, France, on buses and on the streets, there are ads featuring a smiling moon with an American astronaut reflected in its sunglasses. Apollo Day is the 50th anniversary celebration of the Apollo 11 moon landing, the first and for now only time humans have made it to another celestial body, hosted by the Cité de l'Espace Museum in Toulouse. Toulouse is the center of the European aerospace industry, with the headquarters of Airbus anchoring what is known as Aerospace Valley, a cluster of engineering and research centers in the heart of France. Like the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex, featured in episode 64, the museum has aspects of themed attractions. But unlike most space museums in the United States, the museum presents hardware and content from multiple space agencies around the world, taking a more global approach to the history and the future of space exploration. This could be because, in addition to being the center of the European aerospace industry, the museum and the rest of France sit in the middle, physically in the middle, of the two competing superpowers in the space race that ended with Apollo 11. NASA, the American Space Administration, and the Soviet space program are both well represented here. The museum features a mix of Soviet and American space hardware, like an American lunar module and a Soviet Soyuz capsule. And the mix of Russian and American is also present in more subtle ways too. In a planetarium show, an animated James the Penguin and Vladimir the Bear guide visitors through the night sky. Wow, Vladimir, you're a surprising bear. I was keen to visit Cité de l'Espace because my family also sits in the middle of the space race. My mom, who is Bulgarian, remembers watching the Apollo 11 moon landing as a kid on TV from behind the Iron Curtain. She says news about humanity's achievement was broadcast in Bulgaria, but with an air of disinterested detachment. The adults she was watching the broadcast with knew better than to celebrate. My dad, who is American, remembers watching the Apollo 11 moon landings at his home in Wisconsin. Everyone around him was interested and, of course, openly excited. From its vantage point in the middle, Cité de l'Espace has its own story to tell. The story of the Apollo landings is presented here with all the excitement of an American space museum, if a little less patriotic. One obvious difference is the date. When Neil Armstrong first set foot on the moon, it was 8.56 p.m. Houston time on July 20th, 1969. But in France, it was almost 4 a.m. on July 21st. There's something charming about accounting for time zone differences on a place like the moon, but I wonder if that's the reason why the museum's Apollo Day is July 21st, when I've always learned that the moonwalk began on July 20th. Cité de l'Espace did not answer my request for comment, but the exhibit text says that French children were awoken in the middle of the night to watch the moonwalk. In the gallery, footage of the moonwalk was interspersed with footage of people watching from all over the world, including Sydney, Australia, and Paris, France. 
In the museum's gallery about the Apollo missions, I watched a museum presentation of Earth-Moon comparisons for children called Meeting Moon. The focus was on physics, a demonstration of what it would feel like to lift a heavy object on Earth and then that same object on the moon. But the presentation was rooted in the Apollo project, referencing specific missions and even the experiences of individual astronauts. The finale of the presentation was a feat of coordination by one of the child volunteers. They were strapped into a harness that simulated moonlight conditions, and they were asked to erect an American flag in a hole in the carpeted lunar surface. Which they finally managed to do. The presenters noted that the United States was the only country to land humans on the moon so far. I like the optimism of the so far. Even if the next enterprise to land on the moon is American, the United States won't be the only country there for too long. The museum has a temporary exhibit called Moon Episode 2. Presumably, Episode 1 was the Apollo missions, which presents some of the challenges and proposes some of the solutions to going back to the moon. Each of the solutions presented did not rely on national space agencies, but simply human ingenuity. Cité de l'Espace is not designed for an American or a Russian audience. Instead, the museum is a showcase of space achievements in general and French contributions to those achievements in particular. The biggest thing in the museum is the Ariane 5 rocket, a human-ready launch vehicle designed by the French space agency that accounts for 60% of global satellite launches. You can get a bite to eat at La Terrisse Guianese, a reference to French Guiana, an overseas department of France, where European rockets are launched because of the department's proximity to the equator. But while I was there, the museum was making its final preparations for Apollo Day, moving a lunar module to a special location in the middle of the open-air part of the museum, all to get ready to celebrate not just an American achievement, but a human one. One of the young visitors, also curious about the preparations, was wearing a t-shirt with Yuri Gargarin's face on it. Gargarin, the first person in space, flew on a Soviet rocket only eight years before the moon landings. The modified version of that rocket is also on display not far away. In a video in the Moon Episode 2 gallery, the narrator notes that the bootprints around the Apollo 11 landing site are still there, untouched, just as the astronauts left them. Cité de l'Espace doesn't mention a lunar museum, a project regular listeners know I want to help develop when the time comes. I hope that the future museum at the Apollo 11 landing site is a little like the Cité de l'Espace. I hope that it doesn't just feature the American story, but instead features the mix of countries presented here that led to the achievement. So, whether you celebrate on July 20th or July 21st, I wish you a happy Apollo Day. This has been Museum Archipelago. You'll find a full transcript of this episode, along with show notes, at museumarchipelago.com. Club Archipelago members get access to a bonus podcast feed that's sort of like the director's commentary to the main show. 
and fun extras like stickers. Support the show and join Club Archipelago today for $2 at patreon.com slash museumarchipelago. Thanks for listening. And next time, bring a friend. <laughs>